Hi friends, this is Compassion Podcast. On the 21st of May, we will have a short online program called Night of Compassion. And we want to invite you to that program. The program will begin at 8 p.m. Beijing time. You can keep the date and you can invite your friends. Remember that God is your father. See you at the Night of Compassion. Welcome to Compassion's Audio Podcast. This podcast shows the compassionate and the loving heart of God through Jesus Christ. You don't have to run away from God, but you can come close to Him. Jesus tasted death for everyone in all the world. And He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Enjoy the message. Coming up on Compassion Podcast. We have to see ourselves the way God sees us. Don't see yourself a sinner. You're not a sinner. You have been washed thoroughly by the blood of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, to him who loved us, oh, this is beautiful, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. God sees you pure. God sees you washed. God sees you clean in his son. We sometimes think of ourselves in the world's language as inferior, unrighteous, weak, failures. But how God sees you is more real than how you see yourself. Don't speak evil of yourself. When you do something wrong, don't say, I'm so stupid, why did I do that? Don't, don't talk like that. Say that the wisdom of God is at work in me. Christ is my wisdom. That replaces what you just did. Don't say what you see. Say what God says about you. When you feel some pains in your body, don't say, oh, I think I'm feeling so sick. Please don't talk like that. Don't curse yourself. Say this instant, Christ has already carried my sicknesses on the cross, and by his stripes I am healed. This is for those who have received Jesus Christ into their lives. The holiness of God is not something we should be afraid of because we are the people of God. We are God's children. Today, the holiness of God is on our side. God, our Father, is holy. He cannot behold sin. He can't look at sin. Do you remember that when Christ was crucified on the cross, God could not look at him. Why? Because on the cross, he became sin. He became our sin. He became your sin, my sin. On the cross, God put on Jesus Christ all the sins of humanity. And not just our past sins, but also our future sins. All of it were put on Jesus Christ. The Bible says God made him, Jesus Christ, to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. The Bible says that God turned his eyes away from Jesus Christ. Why? Because he became sin. And we know God is holy. God has pure eyes that he cannot behold sin. And that goes to say God is holy. God is also the judge. Yes, he is the judge. 
we learned that sin must be punished. God has to punish every sin against his holy laws. Every single sin. God is merciful and he has forgiven man his sins. But how did he do it? Instead of God punishing us for our sins, he gave his son, Jesus Christ, to take our sins on our behalf. This is the love of God. This is amazing. We are now explaining the definitions of holiness from the Bible. And last week, the first definition that we gave, the first definition was to be separated unto God. That was the first definition that we gave. The Hebrew word for holiness is kadosh. And the Greek is hagios. They all mean the same thing. Most importantly, it is what they mean. And the first definition we gave was to be separated unto God. Now we have been separated unto God and that makes us holy. I remember Jeremiah was separated by God in his mother's womb. So that makes Jeremiah a holy man. That explains the first definition, to be separated unto God. The second definition we gave was to be set apart unto special use. And we gave examples about things that we have in our houses that we have never touched before because we believe we are going to use them during some special occasions. So that is to be set apart unto special use. That was the second definition. The third definition we gave was still unholiness, was uncommonness. Something that is not common. For example, the world is ordinary. They are common. And because we are uncommon, God tells us that do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds. So God can only tell people who are holy not to conform to this world. Did you get that? That makes us uncommon. You are uncommon. And then we touched on the fourth definition. And the fourth definition is something that only God possesses or something that only God has. Nobody has this. Only God has it. For example, God's love. Only God possesses this kind of love. Nobody loves like the way he does. Nobody. So we can say his love is holy. Or God's holy love. Something that only God possesses. Another one. Nobody shows mercy like him. And so we can say God's mercy is holy. Or God's holy mercy. And nobody gives grace like him. God's grace is holy. And therefore God's holy grace. Nobody has power like our God. And therefore God's power is holy. God's holy power. That was the fourth definition. Something that only God possesses or something that only God has. And the fifth definition we also learned was something that belongs to God. So the fifth one is something that belongs to God. For example, Holy Bible, which means God's Bible because it belongs to God. Holy Spirit, which means God's Spirit. Belongs to God. Something that belongs to God. Holy city. That means God's city. It belongs to God. Holy people. God's people. That means they belong to God. 
holy people, God's people. So if we are God's people, what does it make us? Holy people. This is what explains the fifth definition. Something that belongs to God. And so how do you make your money holy? How can you make your money holy? By giving it to God. Maybe I can say it this way. is by giving your tithes, your offerings. For example, when we give our tithes, when we give our offerings, our monies become holy, sanctified. And then the devourer is rebuked by God in the area of our finances. Our monies become holy. Our monies become sanctified. Another word for holiness is sanctified. The last definition we also gave, we also looked at, was that something that God chooses. When God chooses something, that thing becomes holy. It doesn't matter how sinful that thing is. As long as God Almighty has planned to choose that thing, that thing becomes holy. If God chooses a person, that person becomes holy. It doesn't matter how sinful that person has been or how sinful that person is. And we give an example. The Israelites, they were not holy people. No, they were not. They became holy because God chose them. Yes, when God chose them, that was when they became holy. We took that definition from Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. He said, for you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for himself. Because they were chosen by God, they became holy. And then he says, a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. We'll be right back. Hi friends, this is Compassion Podcast. On the 21st of May, we will have a short online program called Night of Compassion. We want to invite you to that program. The program will begin at 8 p.m. Beijing time. You can keep the date and you can invite your friends. Remember that God is your Father. See you at the Night of Compassion. So, looking at all these definitions, they tell us something. Because the one who believes in Jesus Christ and receives what Jesus Christ has done for him or her on the cross becomes a child of God. And every child of God belongs to God. And every child of God has been chosen by God. Whether he's aware of it or not, every child of God belongs to God. And every child of God has been chosen by God. You can see these two definitions. They belong to God. They are chosen by God. They explain who we are in God's eyes. Not in man's eyes. God sees us holy. You see, for God, it is what we are. It is not really what we do. Even though what we do is important. For God, what is important is what we are. What we are in his eyes. That comes first. What we do stems out of what we are. What we are comes first. Before what we do. God has to make us first. Before we do. We know so many times we major a lot on 
what we should do and we forget what we are, what God has made us. When we major on what we do, do, do for a long time, people start to forget what they've already been made by God in His Son. God has already made us holy because we belong to God, because He has chosen us. That is looking at the definitions we have given. So you are holy because you belong to God and because you are chosen by God. That makes you holy. Please, this is what we are saying intentionally. You are holy. Why? You belong to God. Why? Because God has chosen you. To God, what we are comes first before what we do. And that is what I want us to keep in our hearts today. The day you received Jesus Christ to be your Lord, God put you in His Son, Jesus Christ. And that is where we are now. We are in God's Son that very day. Because we are in Christ, we are now a new set of people. The Bible says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all have become new. The old nature in us that made us to sin has passed away. Can you see this? God is saying that you are a new person, a new kind of breed, a new sort of people. We are in Christ now. The day we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord, that very moment, the moment you believed in Jesus Christ, God purified your heart by faith. Your heart was purified by your believing in Jesus Christ. That is why you are holy. But first, we have to see ourselves the way God sees us. Don't see yourself a sinner. You're not a sinner. You have been washed thoroughly by the blood of Jesus Christ. This is for those who have received Jesus Christ into their lives. The Bible says, To him who loved us, Oh, this is beautiful. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. He's not talking about just our past sins. All our entire life sins. He washed us in his own blood. And let's go to Revelation. Revelation chapter 1. Let's look at verse 5. We can read from NKJV. Revelation chapter 1 verse 5. Let me read. And from Jesus Christ... The faithful witness. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. The ruler over the kings of the earth is our Lord Jesus Christ. But I just want to show you something here. To him who loved us, see this in the Bible, and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Yes, this is how God sees you. God sees you washed, washed from your sins in the blood of his son. To him who loved us, have you seen this? Every time God loves us, God does something for us. Over here, to him who loved us, and what? And washed us from our sins in his own blood. Do you remember John 
says, for God so loved us, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. In other words, he loves us. He does something for us. So when I say God loves you, you should know that yes, he will do something big in your life. In fact, he has already done something big in your life. You see, over here, God wants us to see ourselves that we are washed from our sins in his own blood. Completely. All our sins. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2. Let's look at verse 13, the 13th verse. There's one part I want us to see. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13. NKGV is fine. Yeah, New King James Version. And I read Colossians 2, 13. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh. That was the past. That is what we were. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh. He has made a life together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God has made a life together with him, Jesus Christ. We're going to take some time and explain all these things. But this is the part I want us to see. He says, having forgiven you, how many trespasses? Some trespasses. If we believe that our sins of the past are the ones that are just forgiven, it is still some. If we believe that God forgave our sins, we committed from the time we were born to the time we got born again, it is still some. But if you believe what God tells us and say, yes, we are walking in faith. Listen to this. Having forgiven you all trespasses, please say all. All means what? All. Good. If God has taken all, that means there is a way God sees you now. God sees you pure. God sees you washed. God sees you clean in his son. This is something to be happy about. Because sometimes, if we want to go by how we feel, try to grade ourselves that we have not seen that we've been good, I'm sorry to say, we might lie to ourselves. Because God is the only one who sees certain things. We might think we are right, but sometimes we are wrong. And God sees that, and yet he forgives us. All our sins have been forgiven. That's beautiful. All of it. All of it. I want you to see yourself the way God sees you. I think today's message is simple. See yourself the way God sees you. It can be challenging to get used to God's estimation of us, given to us in the Bible. We sometimes think of ourselves in the world's language as inferior, unrighteous, weak, failures. But how God sees you is more real than how you see yourself. How God sees you is more real than how your friends see you. How God sees you is more important than how your parents see you. How God sees you is more important than how your teachers see you. See yourself the way God sees you. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. Let's look at chapter 5. And let us read from verse 16. And let's take it from, let's say, NIV. I think that's fine. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16, NIV. We are talking about see yourself the way God sees you. Don't see yourself even the way the world sees you. No, see yourself the way God sees you. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, let's look at verse 16. 
NIV. He says in a read. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Another time we explain the second part. But the first part is what I want to show you. It says from now on, from today, don't regard yourselves the way the world views you. From now on, from today, don't regard yourself the way your friends or your parents or even how you see yourself. Regard yourself the way God sees you. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Let's go again. Colossians chapter 1. Let's look at verse 19. Colossians chapter 1 verse 19. Let's take it from NLT. I think that's fine. NLT. New Living Translation. And I read verse 19. Colossians 1 19. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. Say amen. It's wonderful. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. Verse 20. And through him, through Christ, NLT, Colossians 1.20, And through him, through Christ, God reconciled everything to himself. God did it through Christ. And he made peace. This is wonderful. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Who made this peace? God made peace. Isn't God wonderful? God made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This speaks of his death. Verse 21. This is wonderful. Look at what he's going to say. Verse 21. This includes you. That's all that I'm saying here. This includes you who were once far away from God. You are his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Verse 22. Yet now, please say now, now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. Oh, hallelujah. I'm still reading. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence. Not into the presence of angels. No, he has brought you into his own presence. God's Almighty's presence. Oh, hallelujah. And then he goes on to say, And you, I want you to see this in the Bible. And you are holy. Yes, it's in the Bible. And you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. He said we stand before him without a single fault, not even a stain of fault. We stand before him without a single fault. This is how God sees you. Allow me to read verse 22 again. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself. How? Through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence. And you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. But you don't know what I did yesterday. 
you are holy and blameless and you stand before God without a single fault. You don't know how big that sin was. You are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. But you don't know my thoughts, how I've been living my life, and I know I'm a Christian, but you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. It's not like God has gone soft on sin. No. He's telling you, he did this through the death of his son, Jesus Christ. If you are listening and you want to receive this wonderful Jesus into your heart, this wonderful Savior into your life, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to come and die for me. I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord over my life from today. I receive your eternal life now. I ask you to give me your Holy Spirit to come and dwell in me now. Thank you, Father, for loving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Congratulations. If you pray that simple prayer, God heard you. And you are now a son or daughter of God. Welcome to this great family. God bless you. Thank you for downloading this podcast. If you were helped in any way by this episode, please give us your review and subscribe to receive latest messages like these. If you want to contact us on a personal level, please send us an email to the email address in the description below. We would love to hear from you. Keep on hearing and keep on growing. And remember that God is your Father. Stay tuned for the next episode.